Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. On the line, by the way, we have Billy Keller, who is the North Count, or should I say Cork North Central TD. <laughs> and uh, sorry, I can still hear you, Tara. And also Joe Dunn, who's the director of VIP Vaping. Uh, Billy, good afternoon to you. How are you? Good afternoon, Neil. <laughs> Something that's more concerning for you, uh, and you talked about it quite extensively yesterday, is young people being drawn into nicotine addiction through vaping. And you're concerned that although I suppose vaping is the better of the two evils, you're concerned that uh, young people are being almost encouraged to vape. Is that what it is? Well, well yes, and I, th- I think I just want to put it in perspective. I mean, as a person who struggled for many, many years to give up cigarettes, I, I do value uh, nicotine replacement therapy and uh, vaping and e-cigarettes as a tool for people who are smoking and want to give them up. It is a way of, uh, and has been very successful. Yeah, it works so for me. That, yeah. So from that perspective, they are exceptionally good uh, tools to, to wean people off cigarettes. And um, there's no doubt in all the empirical evidence is there that e-cigarettes and vaping is not as harmful or anywhere near as harmful as smoking cigarettes in the traditional sense. So from all that perspective, it's good. But there is no doubt, there is now an evolving change in the industry, um, uh, in the vaping industry, in the e-cigarettes industry, where it is not coming a nicotine delivery system. Uh, and I just... Do you believe it's becoming sense. fashionable almost? Well, yes, I'm beginning to sense that you, know, you can um, see it now where younger people who would never have smoked or haven't smoked are starting vaping. Uh, and I, I think if we are to allow that to continue, I just think that you know we're doing another generation of young people a disservice by enslaving them to the addiction of nicotine itself, which uh, happens when uh, they take up vaping and then they are consistently addicted to nicotine. So I just think that in, in, in encouraging smokers to move away from smoking traditionally cigarettes and going to vaping e-cigarettes and hopefully weaning themselves off nicotine a longer term. Uh, do you believe it? Well, I mean, Billy, do you believe it actually works? I mean, do you believe the argument that e-cigarettes are a useful tool to wean people away from smoking tobacco? Do you believe that actually is a good thing? Yes, I do. And there's no doubt it, it, all the evidence suggests that, you know, there's an awful lot less harm in e-cigarettes and vaping than there is in traditional cigarettes and, 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 and smoking and the damage that it does to heart and lungs and many other health uh, side effects as well. But mm. there's no doubt about that. But the issue here is whether or not um, vaping is becoming fashionable for people who, um, you know, aren't uh, using vaping as a mechanism to give up cigarettes, but are actually starting out vaping itself. Uh, and I just think that we'd want to maybe reorientate the focus a bit to encourage people uh, to give up cigarettes through vaping and e-cigarettes, but not for people to start vaping as 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 a as as. as, as uh, and a would you would you like to see e-cigarettes and these kind of the vaping tools, so to speak, come under the same legislation as tobacco, whereby when you walk into a shop, you can't see all the flavors, you know, on shelves and these wonderful machines, and that you would like to see? Would you like to see them hidden, like the cigarettes, or carry mm-hmm. the same warnings, or? Well, like, when you look at what is happening, I mean, almost in every high street now there's a vaping shop. Uh, you look at the types of uh, flavours of your black corns, apples, as you saw in there recently. Oh, every flavour you want. Yeah, yes, every flavour you want. Uh, so, and I just think there's a move to sort of, uh, you know, encourage people to take it up. And I'm just saying that the purpose of vaping and e-cigarettes initially was a tobacco replacement therapy uh, to encourage people and allow people uh, to move from cigarettes which were uh, very, very To get harmful. your dose of nicotine without the harmful yes, effects yes. of cigarettes, of think, course. I just, yes, but I just think, uh, Neil, they're gone beyond that now. What is happening is people are, are, are taking up, and I've spoken to my own children about this, uh, and they do say that, look, uh, kids are taking up vaping uh, at an early age, mm-hmm. uh, and 
you know, working smokers themselves. Okay, well, well hang on a second if, I can, if you can, Billy. I want to go to Joe Dunn, who is the director of VIP Vaping, who clearly, obviously, Joe, you would have your own agenda because you make money from vaping, So, and your bread and butter is vaping. But and from a factual point of view, is Billy right? Are young people, Joe, you know, going straight to vaping, skipping the cigarettes altogether because it's become almost fashionable? Um, no. In, well, from, from the studies I've read, Lauren, and the studies that I've looked at, and there's a very recent one, most studies are done in this industry by the UK. You know, Ireland don't really look at young studies, as, and we haven't done. So any evidence that I can give you, or any facts that I can give you, is more or less come from the well, UK. Well, it's a larger sample case. size anyway, so it's probably a better sample to say. Yeah, well, it is, well, it is a better one. And as you care, kind of ahead of everybody when it comes to analysing, watching, watching vaping as an industry to ensure that it is doing what it's meant to be doing and, and to make sure that it is, it is as public health England said, at, um, at least 95% less harmful. So... Just to give you some facts on, on the UK youth uh, vaping epidemic or, or this whole thing of that, of that young people are being drawn into nicotine addiction from vaping, which we, which was mentioned by, by uh, the... Uh, by Billy, uh, yes, yeah. Yeah. So in the UK, um, 0.2%, so 0.2% of 11 to 18-year-olds who, who, who have not smoked have tried electronic cigarettes. So that's 0.2% of everyone aged between 11 to 18 who never smoked have tried and used... There is an argument device. that's 2% two, that's too much. That's 2 in every 100 point, people. No, twenty. Point, point zero, oh, no, point two. Point zero. Point Are you saying point, point zero two? Point, yeah, sorry. So, no, well, well point, point... Yeah, zero point two. Sorry, yeah, okay. zero point two percent. Oh, OK. Um, and what, what I reckon that if, if anything was around, that it would be more, more than likely a probability that that zero point two percent would have smoked. You know what I mean? And, and this is study, and you can Google it, Ash... Okay, so you're saying if they didn't vape, they're the type of people who may have gone on to buy a pack of cigarettes rather than yeah, because, vaping in the first place. Yes, yes. And the other thing I have to remember as well is that, like, and I, said, I, I was reading various comments by uh, Mr. Keller yesterday, like, and it was, you know, it was, it was saying that Europe has provided some guidance on the immediate dangers of vaping. I, I don't know what the dangers are. Yes, it's not risk-free. But nothing is risk-free. We have a seatbelt in our car to make sure that we don't crash or that we cause less injury to ourselves. It doesn't mean that well, nothing's going to happen to us if we crash our car. Vaping is 95% less harmful. And also... What but there is still, according, well, according to Billy, and I'm not going to do want to speak for him, but according to the, you know, the health professionals, there is still that 5%. I mean, yes, the NHS have come out and said on the studies they have done, it's 95% more, uh, safer than smoking a cigarette. But there's still the 5%, isn't there? There is still a 5%. Well, it's, it, it, it's at least 95% less harmful. It's probably actually higher than that. But the main thing is that when you equate it to smoke, we are not, and, and, and me as a company, as, as the owner of VIP, we are very strict. And, and vaping comes under the, the tobacco product directive. So it does have very strict rules. Very strict yeah, yeah. Why do you say you have strict rules? You don't have to hide them. And, and they are more attractive. I mean, for example, we brought in legislation recently to ban flavoured cigarettes uh, because it was, you know, becoming attractive and trendy. And we didn't want that. We, you know, we don't have attractive packaging. All those kind of other things that we brought in, uh, you know, one of the tobacco regulations, they don't apply to you. No, they don't know it. But here's the difference as well. If you want, if somebody is a smoker and a smoking cigarette, you have to make it a you know, like you do have to show them something. I'm not saying attractive, something that's different, something that obviously gives them the facts and figures. They're not going to buy something that 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 doesn't look well or 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 that they don't like. The other thing is not about flavours, and this is where people get so confused. And this comes from studies from the Royal College of Physicians in London, and also comes from from a couple of universities in the United States. The reason why a lot of flavours have been brought out is that when it's when it's tobacco smoker stop smoking cigarettes and starts vaping, they soon get their taste buds back, their smell back, and all their senses come back to what they should be. And then 95, between 85 to 90% of tobacco smokers dislike 
the taste yeah, well, of you're, tobacco. you're right. In relation to my vaping, the last thing I want is tobacco-flavoured vape. But no, Billy, but Billy, Billy well, but hang on. Let me go back to Billy if I can. Billy, I mean, Joe makes some good points that, yes, okay, maybe the packaging is attractive. Maybe, the, you know, it looks attractive. But you're, if, if that takes people away from smoking because it looks more attractive and it looks trendier, is that not just a positive thing anyway? Yeah, but I'm not disputing any of that. The point I'm just ma- I'm making is that up until recently, it, it was primarily vaping and e-cigarettes were primarily for people who were smoking who wanted to uh, give up cigarettes. Yeah, but those so young they, people they, are probably going to they, smoke they, anyway, they, Billy. They progress. Well, you see, that is where um, you know um, anecdotal evidence uh, needs more research uh, to ensure that we are not just uh, moving to a situation where you have a generation of people who, instead of uh, you know not being addicted to nicotine, are taking up vaping, thinking it's harm. harm. But where do we, well, where do we, well, hold on, where, Billy, where do we take that? Okay, to what level do we take this then, right? So let's say, and we'll take the argument that it's 95% or possibly more safer than smoking a cigarette, which is reasonably safe, right? So people are making a free choice to, you know, and kids are making a free choice to do ah, but it as well. But hang on, so where, so where, the, 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 what's the next logical free step? Do we stop advertising coffee because there's caffeine in it? Or alcohol? Free choices are not made at 11 and 12 years of age with an addictive substance. Do we stop advertising drinks, yeah, but, Coca-Cola, but, Fanta? There are, everything is, you know, everything that well, we enjoy is dangerous if not done in moderation. Well, yes, but I mean, we do know, uh, and the evidence is there to suggest that nicotine is one of the most addictive substances available. But, ca- yeah, but hang on, caffeine is just as, caffeine is no, no, just no, no, as addictive no, no. as nicotine. nicotine. Nicotine is a very addictive substance. As, and is, as is caffeine. Is, and the point I'm making is if vaping was to be, uh, you know, just a, a harmless pastime, why does that have to be but it, but, but Okay, but with, it, with respect, Billy, it is a reasonably harmless pastime, provided it doesn't lead on to smoking. I mean, for example, drinking coffee is quite addictive. Uh, drinking Coca-Cola is quite addictive. All these things are quite addictive, but we don't bring in regulations to stop people doing it. But, but I'm not talking about bringing in regulations to stop people doing it. I'm just talking about bringing in regulations that won't encourage people to go beyond what they traditionally were for, which was a stepping stone to giving up cigarettes. I, I think it's a very reasonable, logical suggestion. The last thing we need to do is wake up in 10 or 15 years' time with, with, a, with a lot of young people who are you know, addicted to a substance that, that, that contributes nothing uh, to, their, to their well-being. Nothing to their well-being. Well, uh, and, and I think that's a reasonable argument for us to mm. uh, do research on it, to, to observe it, to see whether there's changes in trends and patterns among young people uh, and whether or not vaping becomes uh, an increased uh, activity uh, for no reason other than they are addicted to nicotine because of the marketing and the power of marketing. Okay, but let, let, me, let, me, let me ask Joe, in relation to Joe, you know, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, we advertised cigarettes on television. We even had an ad with, um, uh, what was the, the, the Royal College or whatever it was of general surgeons prefer to smoke camel. or all, So in other words, suggesting that even doctors thought they were wonderful. We now know better because we didn't have the education and we didn't have the research. You know, the, the worry from people, Joe, I suppose, is that, okay, vaping, according to the research so far done, 95% safer than smoking. But in 40 years' time, are, are we going to come along and say, actually, we were wrong? The glycol or whatever it is, the vegetable oils or the stuff that's in vaping and the way we ingest it and inhale it uh, causes problems to your lungs and we only realise it now. Listen, we're sorry, hands up, we made a mistake. What's the chances well, of that happening in 30 years' time? Well, I think it's very small with the level of technology we have now and with the level of, of, of science that, 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 that is available to these experts. As I said, um, as, as I said, no, this is down to me. This is down to, as I said, scientists who, who are uh, tobacco harm reduction experts. They're, they're not advocates of vaping. They're advocates of getting people to stop smoking. And what they're saying is that the evidence that we have now, back, back 40, 50 years ago, we didn't have any of this tech, tech, technology or studies or anything else that we have now. And the main thing I have to remember is that 
this and, and Billy and Billy is right. I agree with Billy that we do not want people. If you don't, if you do not smoke, we will not. We will not sell you a vaping product. It, it's not for people that don't smoke. There's enough people smoking out there who need to stop smoking because it is a huge, huge um, impact on 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 the deaths in this country. But the one thing about the UK, and as I said, I'm just going back to the UK now. Some people say, oh, well, people just swap one hat for the other. In the UK, of everyone that has taken a vaping in the past couple of years, 700,000 of them have stopped smoking and have stopped vaping. So uh, well, yeah, but I don't, I don't think Billy is disputing that fact that if you're a, if you're a former smoker um, you know, and you start vaping and you give up cigarettes, that's great. And he's not disputing that. But what he's afraid of is that, A, yes, you're, you're replacing one bad habit with another, but also that you know we're making this attractive. And I've seen the YouTube videos with the guys blowing big smoke rings and these wonderful uh, cat- canisters that are available that make it even more smoke and and the attractive flavors that we're making it almost like having a coffee or a you know a cafe latte or whatever that we're making this something a new trend almost for young people to start now somebody mentions by the way a lot of young people buy nicotine free juices and that's fair enough but they're still doing it and uh, they're still ingesting it and still inhaling it so not inhaling it is better than inhaling it, if you know what I mean. So, in other words, it's better yeah. that they don't do it at all, as you rightly pointed out, than start doing it. So, is, there not, is it not worth looking at and saying, well, you know, maybe we should look at how we're advertising or how we, how we portray this in the media? Yeah, no, yeah, a million percentage, a million percent. I'm not disputing that at all. I think the more studies that are done on vaping, the better. And whether that be good or bad or whatever information comes out of them studies, the problem is not in this country. We don't do any studies, we do nothing. We do nothing. The UK has the lowest smoking prevalence rate ever in their history. And we're still the same the past six, seven years. Because you know what? Oh. We have a healthy Ireland body who do nothing. All they say is that, no, it's not as cost effective as NRT. And Billy mentioned NRT. NRT has a 96% failure rate. I'm not being funny. It doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of have to agree, Billy, as a smoker, you know, the nicotine replacement products that are out there on the market, with the exception of vaping, they're pointless for most smokers. Pointless. Yes, and if I look, if I um, got a penny for every product, I tried over the years to, to give them up, uh, which I eventually did, but I'm just... I'm how many, how many were you smoking a day, Billy? Sorry, well, look, I started off smoking like everybody else when I was 13 or 14 years of age, and I was probably smoking 20 of them a day for many, many years. Um, you know, um, and how long are you off them? Um... I suppose I'm off from a long time now, maybe 15 years, but a few breakouts. Right, okay. Um, but, but few like, stressful uh, moments in your political life. But, but, see, the issue here is, I mean, everybody gets very defensive about the fact that all we're calling for is to, uh, to look and assess the impact and changing trends in vaping. Well, I think Joe is all for that. He's all for a bit of research. My, my kid's view is uh, incorrect or not. And if it is, fine. But what we don't want is a situation where you're, there is almost an encouragement by the industry for young people to take up vaping in the first place, rather than it being seen as a mechanism for in, uh, encouraging people to give up cigarettes. I think it's a fair, reasonable, rational point, and I just make that observation uh, as a former health spokesperson for Fianna Fáil and as a parent of, of kids that are coming to that age, you know, when they see their friends uh, you know, vaping at 13 years of age who had never smoked, uh, you have to ask yourself, is it just going beyond what it traditionally was seen as was a, a way of giving up scripts? That's, okay, that's well, I, I've, one, I've one question here from a listener that wants to know, can you ask Billy, where is the studies he has quoted? As there is a, or is it just a rumour that Billy has heard from local people? Does Billy agree with the studies from the Royal College of Physicians um, that were quoted already? I'm a rec- I'm recovery from a tumour in my epiglottis, or esophagus, or say. Is Billy getting a... Uh, you know, okay, all right. I genuinely mean to ask this um, because Billy wants to just ban cigarettes and vaping. 
I don't. I don't think that's what Billy wants at all. Actually. No, no, no. I don't want to. I, I, look, I mean, cigarettes. I mean, we'd all love if we could, um, you know, uh, ban cigarettes, and nobody would ever smoke. But I mean, they just drive them underground. So we have to be rational and, and reasonable here. What we want to do is make it easy for people to give up cigarettes, and more importantly, not to encourage people to start smoking or to start vaping in the first place. All right, well, listen, lads, I have to wrap it up. Thank you very much indeed, Billy. Um, and good luck, by the way, in the elections. I know it's coming Thank soon. You. I'm sure you're working hard. Uh, thanks to Joe Dunn, who is the director of uh, VIP Vaping. Joe, what? by the way, Joe, are you still there? Yes, yeah, I'm still here, uh, yeah. Have you seen an increase in vaping over the last, you know, 12 months? Or is it kind of steadied off now? I'm sure at one stage there was nobody vaping and all of a sudden loads of people were doing it. Is it getting more popular or less popular? Or? It is, but it's sort of, yeah, it's, it sort of is steadying out a bit. And the problem is, Noel, and, and I think I've spoke to this before with you and with other media outlets, uh, and I agree with Billy, more research is needed in relation to what he's talking about. I get that. But while he's also asking for that, let's ask the research to actually look at using vaping as a stop smoking tool. And, and I know I'll make a broken record. The problem is that people still fear that vaping is as harmful as smoking. That's the problem we have. And it's just down to education. We don't put the information on our website. And if any of your listeners are smokers, they should go on to ash.co.uk, Cancer UK, or, or the NHS website, and they get all the information they want about vaping because it is an option as well as NRT. And do most people who start vaping, do they immediately go off the tobacco? Like, I know they sell vaping in tobacco flavours, right? If you're used to your tobacco <laughs> flavour. If it's the smell of the smoke that you like, they do tobacco flavours that makes it actually feel like and smell like you're smoking. But do most people kind of move straight to, like, juices that are kind of smell nicer? In other words, apples and berries and all these guys. Are most no, people... Some, yeah, yeah, no, some, most will go from, from a tobacco cigarette to a tobacco flavour. But our biggest selling flavour will be menthol. Mint or menthol or ice mint, whatever. There's a few different menthol flavours. People like that because they don't want the taste of tobacco. Then other people want to try different flavours and try... And, and, and try I'm a fan of the vanilla stuff. myself, to be honest with you. Oh, nice and sweet. Nice and sweet, <laughs> like yourself. <laughs> Joe, listen, thank you very much indeed. That's Joe Dunn, who's the director of VIP Vaping. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.